So what you guys talk about? Nah. No, Just in case. Just in time. Hello, hello. Should we shut that off in the background? What? Uh, Anderson Cooper. Here, wait, wait, wait. I think no, I need, I need my liberal news feed at all times. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> Do you hear that they made uh, CNN stop saying breaking news all the time? No. So it's never breaking. <sighs> and, like, all they were doing was being like embarrassed. Like, yeah. breaking news. <laughs> Rihanna. Fell off a boat. All the fact checkers. This happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Stop being, stop sensationalizing the news. Yeah. Welcome to Hoagie Time. Here we go. This is our, yeah. our nice little dry run. This is our inaugural uh, pod. What's up, HT? All right, all right. Great. It's nice to get moving with this. We're in deep, deep Delco here. We can't let them know where. No, but no. Yeah, this is Thank Delco. This off. is this is Delco that, you know, media, Havertown, like, it's when they talk when they're telling stories, like in you know accents and shit. The accents started here. The people that can't go, can't visit anywhere on vacation without throwing up a Delco flag, won't come here. No, absolutely. The not. people that swear to God they're Delco. Yeah, they won't come here. They won't come here. Absolutely not. They know it exists. How about it? I'll, I'll give them a hint. There's a Pep Boys nearby. All right. I believe. Let's it. let's not give let's not give it away. That might be too specific. What site would they even go to to see that? Wawa.com. All right. So how's life there, Half Dog? Everything's awesome. Yeah, man. Let's introduce ourselves. If you don't already know us, I'm Half Dog. This is my this is my good buddy, Money Mike. Money Mike, how are you? It's good to see you guys in this uh, in this form forum. Instead of uh, being on stage playing the hits, right? You know, with us, it's all about artistry and expression, or yeah. at least for me it is. So whether it's music, photography. Fashion. Paint, fashion. Yeah. Um, this is just another medium for me to express myself and for us to express ourselves. I'm glad. I'm glad, buddy. Yeah, but this is a nice new avenue to uh, come at you. Yeah, so hoagie time. We're going to hashtag hoagie time. We're going to get that started. And uh, we're going to go over all types of topics, current events, what's going on in our life. For me, instance, I for instance just got a job. Got a boy, Mike. Kind of like, yeah. It took me forty years, but I finally did. Doing like four hundred one k shit, growing up shit. Yeah, benefits. I'm like, what? Like, I gotta pay. Like, I, I don't have to pay for a dentist cleaning. You finally give your real name at the ER. I finally can. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I could be there for that. It's gonna be nice. That's great. This is gonna be a potpourri of sorts. We're gonna have some some guests coming through. We have our, our, our good buddy HT, Bear, on the, pr- the production side of things. What's he doing over there? Oh, he's got the Titan. Yeah, that's a good spot for Baseball it. All-Star game coming up next week. Really? You know I'm a big sports guy, so leave it Absolutely. up to me to, to take it down that we direction. We actually have a basketball net here. Like, that, that should be a, a segment to see if you ever make one. I love it. Like from here, like just a little ball. Dude, I can. Jump shot. <laughs> I can. Yeah, I'll make it eventually. Maybe not at first, <laughs> but eventually I will. And when I do, it'll be awesome. 14, 15 shows later. But I was watching the, um, the Home Run Derby from 2018 with Michael, my son, yeah. uh, a little bit ago. And uh, Bryce Harper won. He loves Bryce Harper. So yeah. we're watching that. Bryce Harper had his dad pitching to him. His dad is fucking sexy. His dad's hot as shit. Yo. The beard just like him. <laughs> the beard, like, if it's not dyed, then the guy must have three testicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
exquisitely he, masculine he, dark beard. He raised him in Vegas, and Bryce Harper was in home run derbies from like 16 years old. Really? Fucking knocking the ball out of the park at like 16, just killing the ball against like minor leaguers and stuff like that. He was on the fast track. In baseball, it's very tough. You don't make it right to the... Um, Right to the majors. You got to fucking put your dues in in the minors, do like five, six years. Him? No. Like the minute he was like 18, they're like, all right, you're the best player in baseball. And I couldn't get a feel for whether the dad was just cool and supportive or whether it was like abusive sports dad. Without, without dropping both. names. Both, yeah. Without dropping names, a few come to mind. I know so many dads from <laughs> screaming and yelling at their kids. Not one of them did anything. Addiction. <laughs> All it did was addiction. Addiction. Yeah, absolutely. Addiction and taking out frustrations on on weaker women. Yeah, and and punishing their liver. But the one thing it did is got them into the trades instead of college, and now they're better, more, you know, now they're better off. And they have the last laugh. Exactly. Yeah. And all that bullshit. Addiction went. There, but now they're in a trade. They're a painter or no a carpenter, and they're laughing last, thinking like, oh, how's that SAT score? What that do for you? It's done nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. No. We went to college right at the time when it was transitioning away from like 80s movie, fucking party, it was central still, of the world. Yeah. And then it just became obsolete like within the course of like two years. It was still, I mean, it was fun, but it was like, if you didn't know what you were going to do, like my sisters, for example, they knew they were going to teach when they were 17 years old and they teach today. Me, I just wanted to go up there and have a good time, get laid, play music. And I did, so I'm happy about that. But I, I never had a job. It didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I started a book, and then I lost all that money. So I, I literally, literally did nothing with my college degree. Yeah. But back in the day, it was just get that degree. That's all you need. Just get that degree, and everything else will take care right. of itself. So if you have a six-figure job within yeah. a, doing nothing in an air-conditioned office, you'll have a six-figure job within a few years, not even doing shit. you 18 years old, and you know what you want to be. And if you, you know that's you the wanna, play, you go to college and absolutely all for that. But if you're 18 years old and you have no fucking idea, do not go. Do not go. I don't care if it's paid for or not. That's why my dad's benefit at work, all of his kids' college was paid. So it was like they didn't go when you know, he didn't go. So he's like, my kids are going to college. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing that it was changing. But the behind the scenes was that, you know, if you were just dicking around up there, I was there for secondary education, Millersville. And, um, I got a DUI the week before my hey practice. Now. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're right into it, baby. I got <laughs> that about, didn't take long at I all. I got about a million We'll of have these, to look so at the timestamp on that, but yeah. we might be within four minutes. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Not at all planned. I got Ladies and gentlemen, five. this is it. So, praxis is the, the next week. I already do my student teaching. Get a DUI. Below a .10, which I thought was a little unfair because it just changed the law at that time. It was 2003. I think, and it went from 0.08 to 0.10. I was meeting some girls in Lancaster, and I had like three beers and three shots. It was out for like two hours, and I was about a block away from home, and the cop that pulled me over right by the library at Millersville was about, say I was 20, 21, he was 20. And I looked at him like, come on, dude. He's like, you crossed, he's like, you crossed the line, and you're wearing your hat too low. I had this black hat, and I guess it was, I was wearing it too low because that's just how I did, I guess. Doing and, 55 and a 54. Yeah, I guess I had that black cap down too low. And then I, he, he let the girls get out of the car, walk home, and arrested me. 
went into my guidance counselor and he was like, there's, you got no, sh- no choice. You got to switch just to history. You can't be secondary education no more. So it went from like that day, like the course of, I, I didn't care. I didn't have a burning desire to do, teach. I thought it'd be cool. I thought maybe I'd be good at it, but I didn't care either way. I was like, all right, so you're telling me I can still graduate on time. I just have to switch from history, secondary ed to history flat. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, good. Then I just started on the same old path. You can always frame things in a more positive light. So maybe he made you change your career path, but he saved you from hundreds of hours of kids fucking with you and you having to bite your tongue and not physically respond. So look at it that way. (laughs) Absolutely. I never have. Because, Mike, you can be physically assertive, especially when challenged. Yeah. So it would have been inevitable for you to um, meet the challenge. You would have have fought one of the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And probably gotten romantically involved with a young lovely or two. Later on. Of age, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could have been the uh, next uh, Mr. Bose. Uh, no, no. Uh, that, those days are I wasn't long, physically long imposing over. enough. Yeah. I would have liked to have been like a, you know, a teacher or everybody. Like that. But, you know, I, fuck that. So instead, music was calling. You mentioned Bose, and immediately my first memory is, I mean, this is the mid-90s. Mid to late 90s were at Bonner. And, like, I... Was it not known that smoking was bad for you? I feel like everyone smoked. Smoking's awesome. I still love smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool shit. It's like so cool. It's super cool. Um, but it was super cooler even, if that's possible, back then. And I remember, I remember getting caught smoking, and I had to go to the dean of men at Bonner, which is the principal's office. It was all guys at the time. And Bose says to me, I, I was smoking Parliament Lights at the time. Still my cigarette. And he said, if you're going to smoke, smoke like a man. And he kind of, and as he said it to me, he kind of looked over his shoulder, like I got an example for you right over there. And it was a 17-year-old Stephen Bernard <laughs> with a lit cigarette bouncing out of the corner of his mouth working on a cup of coffee. And I think he, I think he called me a, an F-bomb. Yeah, man. A faggot. I remember that. I was a, you were two years older than me, Bonner. And I remember Fubo smoking in the Dean of Man. I'm Openly. I'm a sophomore. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, but the, the Bernards were allowed to smoke as, ch- as children. Yeah, I remember going. We were allowed, we we hung out there because we, we could hung smoke. out there and, and like they were allowed to smoke as children. Doug would smoke in the outfield at Collingdale Baseball. My dad's his coach. Like, what the fuck, Doug? Don't we would go to, while me playing? Chris, yeah. me and Chris would go to uh, Winners and buy the cigarettes for my mom and uh, Mrs. Bernard. Like literally, like walk in with two bucks and walk out back then with a carton of cigarettes for both of them. And you know, yeah, yeah, we would meet at Bernard's before hopping on the trolley to Bonner. And we would go into Collingdale Deli. I don't know how these people slept at night. We were 14 years old and didn't look any older. And we would go in and- 14 the, buying smokes at any delicatessen. Yo, ain't no need <laughs> to be stressing, dog. So we'd go in and Bernard's had me drinking coffee, of course, because I, I found that the coffee went well with the cigarettes because I need the nicotine and the caffeine buzz as yeah. a young boy on my way to school. But we'd go in, smokes were $1.85 a pack and a cup of coffee- Honestly, it was like 50 cents. Like, you would think yeah. we're talking about the 1940s or something with yeah, little man. kids smoking for like a dollar, but that's but what it all was. The parents in town kind of knew, like, you know, kids were allowed to kind of smoke and stuff there. I remember my mom being, but she just loved the Bernard so much. She was just like, I'm not going to let him, like, not experience this. Like, I'm just going to yeah. watch him like a hawk. So one time I'm playing Doug in, in spades and I lose like 40 bucks. This is the beginning of that, too. So I'm like, just gambling, baby. And like, I'm thinking, I got to win it all back. I had $40 to make, lose it. Now, the story, I win it. $40, I win. So I'm Fuck finally yeah. winning. 
Doug has four hot butt ices under his couch. And we're in grade school. The angled can. I remember yes, that. The gold the angled, angled can. Yep. Bottle. Yep. Yep. And that's what it was. It was 40 bucks. I went, and I'm thinking like, and I, he's like, I got four butt ices on here. I'm like, I'm like, keep the money. I'm like, can I have them? They were the hot. They must have been there for months. I took them. And I went behind St. Joe's Rectory. There was a mm. garage back there. Mm. And I drank all, I sat there by myself and drank all four of them mm. hot and met up with my friends in the, in the schoolyard and just like ran around like a stupid idiot. Like, yeah. But it was the first time I got like wasted. Few beers, pulling your bird out, yeah, taking a piss bucks. in the middle, of, like the middle of the parking lot openly. No, you're, you're no, no inhibitions. $1.85. I spent, this is like poor money management. It started <laughs> uh, $40 for four hot butt ices. And yeah, that was a beautiful, that was a beautiful night. And the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is a connoisseur history. of alcohol. Still loving the cigarettes. I don't actually. I actually stopped smoking uh, since I. St- well, I never really smoked. You know, I, I would. I never smoked. I would buy a pack of cigarettes for fifteen, twenty years. I'd buy a pack of cigarettes, get bored of them, throw them out. Like I, I haven't smoked now in months. I haven't. I was bad with smoking. But I mean, when I liked it, like every once in a while, like I'd be like, oh, get lightheaded. I remember being 15 years old down the shore with my family, spending an entire day looking for loose cigarettes like on the sand of the beach. I needed a smoke so bad. At age 15, I burned a whole day of my vacation just like looking for smokes. And I do remember I found a fucking pack of Merits, and there was two in there. Jeez. And it was like, oh, dude, I was such a crackhead with smoking. Remember, I quit and then started back up again a couple years later you, with Doug Boat. Talk, talk you in a little bit. I was a little bit like, come on, dude. Look, our band was cooking. Yeah. Like it was like this was this was high time for our band. And I remember thinking, like, it looks awesome on stage. And you could yeah. still smoke in bars. Yeah. And you put so I remember your, it looked awesome like to have a pack guitar, of smokes, like in your guitar, like the the neck you put in there, like Jimmy Page. I think I did that before, but I never really understood the. Uh, it didn't really make sense to me. But I yeah. loved having a pack of smoke sitting on top of my amp, and I just thought it was awesome just to have a smoke dangling, dangling as I fucking yeah. butchered a solo, <laughs> as I played a solo like seventy percent accurately. Yeah. Uh, then of course flubbed the last note, like wouldn't even like would, yeah, would just yeah hit all the wrong notes, all the bends out of tune, and then end it on the fucking wrong. See, note. I couldn't dangle the smoke because the smoke would get in my eyes. <laughs> like I wasn't that good of a smoker. To this day, like I'm, I'm nervous about it. I'm like uh, I'll pull away. Like I don't like. It's not natural. Like nobody smokes like a, like Fubo did. No, Fubo was he was a he was a fucking connoisseur. He was like Michelangelo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Michelangelo with a roofing degree. If there is such a thing, but yeah. yeah, what a what a legendary scene that was. I remember hanging out at the Bernards. We would do um, the Bud Ice cans, the angled cans, yeah, and um, the CD rotation was Grateful Dead, Skeletons from the Closet. See that girl? Barefooting along. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stones through the past darkly or whatever with Mother's Little Helper I'll on it. I'll give you one that was on there. Billy Joel. Yeah. It's a oh, that was yeah. a standard issue. You got your first CD player. You were getting Billy Joel's double CD in the book. Steve Miller, greatest hits. For those of you at home, Hef, Dog, and I, he, uh, he was one brother's age and I was another brother's age of the Bernards. So we kind of were there at the same time, not with the same crew, but all of our friends eventually became friends because we'd all like each age Bernard, we, we would have 20 friends. Yeah. So we we're all there at the same time. So that was something else, man. Growing up in Collingdale was really cool, man. It was really cool. It was, it was like any town around, around here, you know, 
a lot of teams, coaches, volunteers. Yeah, things were things were different then. I think people had more time. People had more time. Like parents, like, like no one had like side gig upon side gig like you have to now. Right. Like the dads would like work, and then like when they were done work, they were done work. There was no cell phone ringing like to pull them aside. They were just able yeah. to focus on stuff and just give back to their community. Yeah. And like even like, now, like you know, with, um, you know, I just started this new job, but. There's got to be a side hustle. Like I still yeah. got to do three or four gigs, and like you know, I'm I'm grateful to have the opportunity to have a good side job. But like, there isn't just go to work and then you have this time, you know, you know. And especially with what we do with the gigs, like we don't have much time to go join like a men's softball team because we could get a gig on a Thursday. Right. I remember an ex girlfriend like, "Why don't you do like uh, why don't you why don't, why don't you play um, men's league stuff?" I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like. I kind of agree with her because I would, if I'm a chick, I'd want to date a guy that's out there doing all that stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I got gigs. Like the minute I would have a game, I'd have to play somewhere. Yeah. People are like, you don't golf. I've never been against it. Yeah. We've just always had gig like that. that Those formative years of people golfing early twenties or whatever. We had gigs at night. Yeah. It's not like I just had like a Saturday to burn. I was a working musician. You were, you know, I was performing. My schedule was packed. Our schedule. I always felt bad for you. Why, Mike? Because you always were working and never playing. You know, the work becomes play after a while. Yeah, it does. You take pleasure in the necessities. Yeah, but it's still going. We're still, we're still playing what's, this many what's years. What's my now. favorite vocal of yours, Mike? Five to one, one and five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Thought so. I remember that time. So. When it first really hit home for you. So, yeah, those were the days in... Uh, What's going on with you? How's work? All that stuff? Works great, Mike. Works great. You know? Just, uh... I, I don't know, actually. Nah, yeah, moving, <laughs> right, moving, moving right along. Works awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. There you go. Feel, feel guilty getting paid for it. It's so fun. It is fun. Um, I see I'm in the honeymoon stage still, so I'm like, oh, man. And it's a good company. It really is like, you know, the launches, all that stuff. They take care of you. The drive home sucks. It's right, like, you know, Ballot-Kimwood, City Avenue. So I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I don't know how long I can do that. But it's not that, guess, That's not that far either. I know. I, I had no idea where you were commuting from, and I thought you were going to say, like, King like of Prussia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but, but it, it's cool. It's, it, it's definitely a change for me because I've been doing, running the rat race for a long time. And to be stable is something, uh, it's kind of a cool feeling. We've always been proud of you, and I'm speaking collectively for Delaware <laughs> County. We've always been proud of you, but we're really proud of you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. I don't feel as, al- as alone as I, you know, you know, just the solo guy at Wawa at midnight. At, you know, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not that, you know, yeah. anymore. You know, I've driven these streets alone at midnight so many nights. <laughs> I'm just glad that I don't have to anymore. As a tear just slowly falls. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so we're so we're really we're really excited about what we've got in store for you guys over the the coming weeks, months, and years. Hoagie time is going to be your destination. Hanging out with your buddies, Half Dog, Monty, Mike, HT. We're looking forward to uh, creating something awesome for you guys. We'll we see can't you guys wait. soon. We'll be coming back at you very shortly. Take care, y'all.